Hello, this is Kim Campbell, editor of Circus Talk News, and the podcaster speaking to you from this episode of Audio Explorations with the Editor. Today, my guest is Jean-Luc Martin of San Diego Circus Center. Jean-Luc is going to talk to us about his own background in circus and his school and how he's built it up over the years. But an important note before you jump into this is that the deadline to apply to the uh, programs at the San Diego Circus Center is June 1st. You can apply there for the intensive program, the ProTrack program. All the details are on Circus Talk under the listings of San Diego Circus Center. But please listen in to learn more about those programs here. Hello, my guest today is John Luke Martin, founder and executive director of the San Diego Circus School. John Luke is a graduate of the National Circus School in Montreal. And during the course of his performance career, he performed with the Pickle Family Circus, Circus Knie, and Cirque du Soleil, amongst many others. Jean-Luc, is there anything else you'd like to say about your career before we jump into the questions? Yes, it's been quite a journey. Uh, I started off with uh, Pickle Family Circus and ended with uh, Cirque du Soleil's uh, Alegria. Both amazing institutions. Can you tell us a little bit about your circus training before that in your career? Like, wh- who were your influencers? I know you had uh, Master Lu Yi and Sasha Moisiv and Boris Berkovsky. Um right. What were their philosophy well, on uh, circus education? Well, interestingly what enough, was I, um, <laughs> interestingly enough, I uh, found Pickle Family Circus because I saw Cirque du Soleil and then went to their office and asked if I could join. And they sort of laughed at me and said, what can you do? And I said, I can juggle five balls. And they say, good for you. And uh, so they sent me to the National Circus School uh, where it was not in the facility where it's now, uh, nor the one before, which is the train station. It was in, I believe, Verdun. Mm -hmm. And uh, they basically said, no, you don't qualify. Uh, It was very short and sweet, but someone told me about Pickle Family Circus. So Pickle Family Circus was my first introduction uh, to circus. And I was so fortunate because I was able to work with Gypsy Snyder, Shannon Carroll, uh, Lorenzo Pizzoni, and and Judy Finale, and some wonderful people. Um, After Pickle, uh, I then went to Le Col National de Cirque um, because I wanted to further my training, audition, got in, and uh, did two years. Now, in that interim, uh, and also in uh, Cirque du Soleil, uh, that's where my mentors came. Um, I mean, I've had many mentors. Uh, Gypsy Snyder is a mentor. Uh, When I was in Pickle, uh, it wasn't just about the physical attributes or the talent. It was about the community. It was about getting the job done. And we all 100% love circus. So it was quite a tribe. Um, And then when I went to Le Col National, it was a wonderful experience. Um, I think by that time I was at age 20. So, um, and it was really hard on my body, um, but uh, I kept up and uh, I made it through all the winters. Uh, and then Cirque du Soleil came along and said, hey, do, do you want to join the troupe? And, and of course, um, I wanted to, but I was working on a solo or duo, a uh, cad did a uh, Korean, uh, uh, Korean cradle. And um, I wanted to focus on having a duo or a solo number. 
But I realized from Pickle, what I enjoyed the most was performing and learning from other performers. So when I joined Cirque du Soleil, the European tour, um, I had the opportunity to work with, you know, Daniel Sia, um, Eric Velez, uh, Emily Demain, um, uh, Colin Heath, and all these people, Nikki Dewhurst, the Dewhurst family, and all these people uh, became my mentors. They, we all trained together. We all helped each other because it was for the common good. Like any traditional circus family, you're there to help each other, not put each other down or compete against each other. So it was, it was a, it was quite an era and quite an amazing time. Um, yeah. So. When I then came back uh, to the U.S. after the European tour, uh, I joined um, a Circus Kinney. It was a Cirque du Soleil Circus Kinney project. Um, and that was, uh, I was a little bit uh, not happy. Um, I wanted to go to Santa Banco, uh, but I didn't get into Santa Banco. Instead, they diverted me to Kinney, which I thought was uh, a lesser gain. And in interim, in the intern, uh, it was the most amazing experience of my life to, to travel with a uh, traditional uh, circus that was trying to be contemporary uh, and living that life um, and working with the Dimitri family. And it was just, it was enormous. And then when I returned to, from um, Kenny, uh, Gilles St. Croix looked at me and he said, and he laughed and he said, finally you arrived. <laughs> what he meant by that was that, Oh, we, you know, we're all young, we're stiff, we have to learn. And Circus Kinney kind of whipped me into shape, uh, both uh, character-wise, comf- being comfortable in front of the audience and yeah. owning, owning me, you know. So then I was young. Uh, I was, um, how do I say, uh, I, I kind of was all over the place. Um, and when we get to the mentors, uh, Sasha and Boris and Master Yuli, um, I had the opportunity to work with Master Yuli after uh, Circus Kinney. I had a bit of a break before I auditioned for Alegria. And um, I was one of his only students. Um, so we trained for, I think, four or five months, eight hours a day, just myself and my partner for hand-to-hand, but mostly for handstands. So what I enjoy about Master Louis, and we still talk to the day. We talk about once a month. Um, we're always um, uh, talking about the handstand, talking about protégés and talent code and all those things. But what he taught me the most was persistence and uh, staying focused and um, trying to strive to be the best you are, not the best against somebody else. But mm. um, as a teacher, um, he really uh, taught me to find the talent code, to find the code that a person has, not just talent, physical talent, but mental talent as well. And then to nurture that, because sometimes we don't see the hidden gem and the and the rough, and that was one of the things that Louis really taught me, uh, as 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 well as persistence and and train hard. Um, uh, Sasha Monsiev, Sasha is an amazing acrobat. Uh, I don't think anyone would contest that. Um, some of his methods and methodologies, um, yes, some people can um, contest that. But the bottom line is that he he t- the the thing that I took away from him was. Um, uh, have a system when you teach 
anything. And one of the most valuable lessons I learned from him, when we were training Alegria, uh, I was uh, doing Russian bar as well as, as well as character work and tumbling and all these apparatuses. Uh, that's when, or disciplines, that's when in the day uh, creation was nine months, which is like heaven. Um, uh, these days with uh, Cirque du Soleil and other creations, it's more like two or three months um, because you just don't have the finances to put in all that effort in the one show. So uh, one of the things that he did with me was um, I was uh, training Russian bar for two to three hours with my partner. And then uh, I would spot uh, with the lounge uh, for the other partner while he would coach and everybody else would go eat lunch or have time off. And at one point after about three months, I got upset with him and I said, Sasha, well, well, I'm not, I, I'm not your slave. You're not, I don't, I spot, I, I, I work, I spot. Um, why, why aren't you spotting? Why am I spotting all the time? And he looked at me and smiled and he walked away and he goes, you teach. And I kind of laughed. And what I realized is that that whole time by me listening to him and by me spotting and helping with the spotting belt when the, when the flyer needed it, I learned an enormous amount. And that is what it takes to, to learn, not just from spotting on Russian bar, but when you work with handstands and different bodies, mm-hmm. different hand-to-hand artists, you learn how to, um, how to teach to what, they, what they, that particular student needs. And that was, um, that was a wonderful uh, learning opportunity. Uh, there's a lot of things about Sasha that I could say that are amazing, um, but he, he taught me uh, an enormous amount, and I'm, I'm always grateful to him. Um, wow. Now, <clears throat> Boris, uh, Boris was uh, in charge of, of uh, the acrobats. Now, I'm not sure his exact title at that time, uh, but he was more the person who sits above and watches the whole creation and makes sure it melds with Franco de Lagoon's direction. And Pavel Brun was the artistic director. And if I had to take anything uh, away from uh, from my experience from Boris, it's kind of the same feelings I have about Stacy Clark and working with her to this day, is that um, uh, wellness programs, uh, understanding the artist, understanding the artist needs, yes. and that it's not just, yes, we all can put in the physical attributes, but uh, if the mental and the emotional uh, come into play and they're not where they need to be, it affects the whole team. Um, so he, he would really, uh, do a lot of talking and a lot of, uh, rubbing of the shoulders, um, and also pushing us, um, as much as, as he could. Um, one of the things that he would do is at break time, we would all lay down on the ground and, and, uh, he would tell a story, uh, and we'd all fall asleep. And the story was, uh, an acrobatics movement, uh, the source of an acrobatics movement. And um, this is something they do in the Olympics and training programs and what have you uh, to get through one REM cycle. And then he'll wake us up and we're back to work. <laughs> so it was very <laughs> luxurious. Um, and again, to this day, I, I keep in touch with Boris and I, I, I really love the man. That's great. You know, it sounds like uh, your teachers are really influential to you. And it also sounds like your experience as a performer is what really prepared you to be a performer rather than training or circus school in a lot of ways. It's what made you uh, a high skill artist. So let's see, you started the San Diego Circus Center in 2012, and it's going to be the 10th year anniversary next year, right? Yes. 
What's our, what are a few milestones um, that you have from the process of building the circus community in San, Fran- San Diego? Well, when I first started, I, I, I made a uh, three, five, 10 year plan. And uh, within the third year, I was already in the 10 year plan. So it happened pretty fast. So I'm not sure how 10 years actually passed that quickly. But you know, <laughs> the things that I, I'm most proud of is um, my relationships with uh, the uh, higher education schools like Le National, the CERC, and CNAC, and Code Arts, and ECQ, and, and what have you. Um, also, uh, very happy to uh, c- continue to communicate with uh, Circadium and NECA. But uh, forming a next-gen program with Cirque du Soleil was, uh, was huge. Uh, and really, it wasn't that we received any money from Cirque du Soleil. It was that we uh, received a standardization of teaching. Uh, mm-hmm. And what they were looking for is artists to uh, go into their PPP program. And, um, uh, and I was supplying that uh, through TD Board and Russian Bar and uh, through shows that we were doing in San Diego. So uh, th- that was, I'm very proud of that. Uh, very proud of the artists that we've been able to um, get into uh, the zoo and the sea world uh, and uh, Cirque du Soleil and other programs. Um, but uh, through the 10 years, um, our preparatory and pre-prep uh, programs have grown quite a bit. And then mm-hmm. we move into ProTrack. And really, it's having programs is really tough in the U.S. Um, because uh, we're not funded by the government, so um, we're funded by the parents and um, and the students. So um, very, I've been very happy with the way that we built the community, so that we all support each other, and we've been able to attract some amazing teachers. And um, uh, some come, and some go, and some stay. Um, but it's important that we 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 build a curriculum that works. Um, yeah. You know the the facility that we've we've gone through three facilities and now we're in a ten thousand square foot facility with sixty points and wall tramps. We have two or three, four teeter boards and Russian wow. bars and and uh, you know I counted how many liras we had the other day and I'm not sure how we came, you know came up with. You know, I think we have 12 liras, three Russian swings. You know, it's just it just grew. Um, And the reason why it grew is because we don't have a huge admin. Um, My wife and I, uh, you know, we deal with the building the curriculums and the scheduling. Of course, we build the curriculums with the teachers. Um, But we're able to put all the money, a lot of money back into the facility. uh, Mm -hmm. And uh, and it shows. So we've been very happy with that. And it's been very functional and safe. What um, you mentioned your programs a little bit there. Can you can you give us a little, you know, a quick tour of the different programs and tiers that you offer for performers and trainees? Sure. Well, I think like any school, we have our recreational classes where we continue to bring in uh, new talent. Um, but the one that the ones that we feel very special about are our uh, preparatory, pre-prep, and uh, pro-track. Uh, preparatory is from the ages of um, 18 to 24, and they're pretty much for people who want to get into higher education, uh, like the schools that are funded by governments, like Local National Reserve, which we're very proud to have uh, about four students over there uh, right now, and um, as well as Code Arts. Um, and 
So if people are interested, students are interested in getting higher education, then that's uh, that's preparatory program is a good program for that. And some some kids come as early as 16. You know, they're finishing high school early, so they come into the program. It's a nine-month program. Sometimes they have to come through it twice before they get accepted into some of the higher education. Um, our pre-prep is for our younger students, uh, ages 11 to 16, 17. And uh, some of those students are you know, uh, we, we have one student that was accepted into ENC last year, um, but he decided to go to um, either go to Cirque du Soleil or uh, go to school, you know, pro- um, uh, med school. So uh, because of the pandemic, unfortunately, yeah, he's uh, taken that the med school route, uh, which I'm very happy for him. Yeah. Um, and Within our uh, and our pro track is a it's 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 a two year program. Um, sometimes it's a year, it just depends on when they get the work. Sometimes it's two years. I don't hold people back, and um, I don't require them to pay everything up front. Um, if they're not happy, they can move on to somewhere else. Um, uh, but the pro track is to help them uh, build their career. Uh, sometimes students from preparatory go into pro track. Um, you know, one thing that I'm very proud of is that within all the programs, we have our master classes. And our master classes are a two-hour block where they train on their own. Uh, and they put in, um, they follow um, uh, a curriculum. And uh, we also use a Olympic-level software that Cirque du Soleil introduced me to to, uh, to help um, uh, with, the, they video themselves and then we can write on the video and talk on the video. And I can That's even cool. send it to Stacy Clark if I want to, to review. Yeah. So all the programs work within the master, those master classes. Um, so Who would you say the prep program is for? Uh, the prep program is for people that want to get, go into higher education, like Le Col National de Cirque. Um, the, they have the skill level, but they're not well-rounded. Um, what happens a lot of times is that people, students get focused on one thing and they don't have the, the their ballet or their contemporary or their jeu, their clowning, uh, or they don't have the flexibility or they don't have the tumbling. So we try to focus in on what they need. So if someone comes in and they're a really good straps artist, we don't necessarily in the preparatory program focus on just straps. If they need flexibility, well, they're going to need that to get into some of the higher education schools. So uh, they need the dance. So they have to be well-rounded. So we, right. we work with that. And the pro track is a little different. Yeah. And how so? Uh, we concentrate on their acts. You know, okay. we work. Yeah, we work with the 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 attributes that they have, um, and we of course bring in the dance and the jeu. I think jeu is so important. Uh, clown. Uh, I mean, okay, I was going to say that's French for play, right? Yes, exactly. <laughs> um, so, um, and we have a uh, our master teacher is Dan Griffith. Uh, he actually is in San Francisco, but he comes down over here and works with our students. That's great. Uh, and, and we also work on Zoom with him and uh, one day. And then later in the week, I work with the students on the material that he's given so that they can report back. And they report back on our software uh, so that um, uh, they, the teachers, all the teachers can see their work and comment on it, as well as the students, if, if we decide. Speaking of your, Dan, and your, can you tell us a little bit about your team right now that you have? 
Sure. It's been an interesting year because of uh, COVID. Uh, so there's been a lot of disbursements, but people are starting to come home. Um, uh, I teach handstands, hand-to-hand, Russian bar, teeter board, and clown. Um, Dan Griffith um, uh, teaches community art, uh, mime, uh, improv, slapstick. Uh, Rochelle um, Berwick, she is a um, uh, Juilliard ballet uh, uh, She's won many awards, uh, uh, rhythmic gymnastics, and uh, she danced for the Moscow uh, Ballet Company. Uh, she do, teaches active flexibility um, and dance, uh, which is ballet and, and contemporary. So she she uh, she works a lot with the students, and she does a lot of choreography as well. Um, we have another person, Sam Tribble. Uh, he teaches tramp- trampoline, tumbling, and steer wheel, um, and. Um, uh, Chase Webster, who wall tramp, uh, trampoline, um, Eve Diamond, uh, uh, rope, John Bookout um, from, I forget one of the Cirque, what Cirque show he worked with, Le Rev. Uh, he, he teaches trampoline and movement. Uh, Laura, who uh, actually studied at L'Ecole Nationale uh, in Montreal um, with, through their teacher training program. Uh, and she teaches uh, all the aerial apparatuses, um, as well as choreography. What and a great we've team. Been, yeah, we've been very fortunate to have uh, Dr. Lexi Alcaraz. She's here four days a week uh, working with all the students uh, for PT, uh, and uh, she teaches injury prevention classes. Um, uh, Stacy Clark, uh, who works the artistic pathway, uh, she works with uh, all the students, um, uh, both career development, more for preparatory and um, uh, protract, um, career development, and then uh, act development. Um, and then I have my wife, Maura, uh, who uh, handles all the schedules, HR, uh, human resource. She's great with the people. Um, she uh, sets up all the equipment and keeps everything running. And, you know, every, you know there's a joke. She's integral. Uh, yeah, she's she's um, and we work well together, which is um, usually uh, partners don't necessarily work well together, but we're <laughs> we're a pretty good team. That's beautiful. It sounds like you have this this really stellar staff. I mean, it's just an amazing staff with so much experience, you know. And and that kind of leads to my next question, which is, um, you know, there's a few you mentioned NECA and Circadium. There's a few uh, U.S. based um, preparatory programs already. And, um, you know, I wonder, you know, if you can define for us what makes your program unique. And obviously the staff is one element, but I also saw on your website that you, um, you say you base your program around uh, the five pillars of circus. And is that something that helps you stand out from um, other education platforms? Well, you know, I, 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 I know Circadium and uh, NECA uh, very well. Um, I think all their programs are, are wonderful. I think it really depends on what the student is looking for. And uh, they have to do their research. Uh, and the most important, which is kind of difficult sometimes, especially in today's world, is to travel and visit and see if it, if it feels right to you. Because at the end of the day, you're going to be spending most of your time uh, in that facility. So mm-hmm. you, have to, um, you have to make sure it's right for you. Um, the five pillars. It's, it, it, there's a lot more to the five pillars because we we jump into rigging and and uh, uh, injury prevention and um, 
uh, career and artistic development and all that. But the five pillars are aerial, uh, which are all the aerial apparatuses, uh, ground, which is uh, floor, uh, you know, flexibility, tumbling, handstands, etc. Rebound, uh, which is teeterboard, Russian bar, uh, wall trap, trampoline, uh, uh, fast track, uh, clowning, clown, and uh, dance, which is uh, very, very important. So all those having um, this, the ability to juggle to uh, tumble, to, um, uh, to do your, your discipline, whether it's aerial or ground, uh, and to move, it's the five pillars all come together to make mm-hmm. you have a strong foundation. Um, yeah. So it's, it's something that, I, that as I've gone through building material, it just came to me that, okay, this is, this is a good foundation. If, we, if, if everybody can be at 50% of, of, of every uh, pillar, then, then uh, they'll be at a closer to 100% on their apparatus. Um, You'll have a well-rounded uh, performer there, and not right. every place focuses that hard on that. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, and, and at the same time, is your, is your um, school known to have um, a specialty that everyone comes to perfect? Well, you know, funny enough, it changes. Um, it really comes down to the teachers uh, and what teachers you have. Um, what we've what we've um, become well known for uh, is on what we've supplied uh, to um, to the higher education schools or to Cirque du Soleil. Um, mm-hmm. We've we've supplied artists, lyre artists for O, um, dance trapeze artists, uh, Sienna Martinez for uh, Love. Um, uh, we supplied hand to hand artists, uh, uh, but then the pandemic happened. Uh, mm-hmm. T artists, um, uh, Quinn, uh, uh, Jake, um, forget his last name. But so we've we've um, supplied um, the uh, a demand. Uh, mm-hmm. And I think that that's something that uh, we really cater to what the student needs. I have some students that know they'll, they won't get into local national. They're too old. Um, their their quality is not high enough um, all around. Um, and, you know, the competition is very high for Americans. So then they switch and they concentrate on, okay, what am I going to do in this industry? What, do I want to be in this industry? Is it is it a way that I can actually make a living? Um and one of the things I tell the younger student is don't worry about that right now. Enjoy yourself. Give it 100% because whatever you give 100% to right now, it will help you in the future, no matter what you do. And, and that's um, something that helps them keep moving. But we do start focusing in on, okay, how am I going to get into the job market? Mm-hmm. Um, and we also talk about their career and how to market themselves and the 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 the, the, the right and the wrongs and and the, how to be unique and uh, how to deliver your message. Sounds like you really tailor it to the individual and what their needs are and what their hopes and dreams are and how you can make reality and that align um, based on where they're at. And I think that's a really brilliant um, direction to go. Yeah, you know, one of the interesting things is that. Um, one of the things we cannot do is that I can I cannot take uh, twenty to thirty students uh, in the preparatory mm-hmm. program. Uh, it's too much. It's too many students uh, to what I can deliver. Mm-hmm. So we usually stick to around twelve for preparatory, and the pro track is around six, and the pre prep uh, that's a little different. That can go to eleven to twelve. 
students uh, because they merge in with the other students that come uh, on the recreational classes. And we have special specialty classes for them as well. But they're still in school, so they're limited. That makes sense. I think it's a great, uh, it's more like bespoke that way. You can have time to focus on everyone. You did mention the pandemic. And mm-hmm. I just wanted to ask, how has that affected you this year as a school, as a f- community? Um, how have you adapted? What are your current plans? <laughs> <laughs> you know, you don't have to go as too in-depth, but if you want to just yeah. skim over some of those thoughts, I would really love to hear that because I know many schools are struggling. And, um, you know, I know that you really want to keep making it through this and keep educating. You can't have big gaps in circus education. Right. Yeah, you know, it, it, it's, very, it's been very disheartening because I've uh, uh, some of the performers that were working with um, uh, the different companies out there, they came home and some of them decided to find a new career. I mean, very talented artists. Uh, they, they just could not hold out. And they also knew that when the market opens up, it's going to be a lot more difficult and a lot more competitive mm-hmm. uh, in getting mm-hmm. – getting, um, finding work being shut down oh man i think everybody feels the same it's it's been tough um uh it's also been tough with the cdc finding out the right protocols um Mm -hmm. keeping the community safe we've been very fortunate Uh, uh we haven't had any um uh scares um we've had uh one or two small scares but um but nothing close to home so what I did is the minute that we were shut down, we were shut down for about the first one for about four months. Uh, and I allowed the, the uh, professionals to come in two at a time and in a 10,000 square foot space and use their areas. And I worked on a software, um, this uh, software that I was talking about, it's an Olympic level software where um, a student films himself. And I do it online as well. And it, it works well. I have about 20 uh, handstand students and, um, Rochelle has about six or seven, both dance and flexibility. And so you, you do a, a curriculum for six days. Uh, and we do this in masters, uh, when they come here in, in the facility, uh, and they're required to video, uh, certain, uh, drills. And then those videos go to the teacher, uh, through an app. And then we write on the, write on the screen. We make marks. We can talk on the on the on the screen uh, to the particular uh, movement that they're doing uh, to help them understand. And I've had students uh, progress so fast uh, remotely and uh, in house. So that was something that came out of the pandemic that I put in the time, put in the money. It's not, it's not a cheap program, and uh, to make it all work. And then the other thing which. Um, really became interesting was the multimedia. Uh, we put on a show this winter uh, by performing all over the city, as well as uh, 20K projectors inside the facility to show everything, both uh, on stage and on screen. Kind of walking into the screen and you walk into the desert and you do board in the desert and you walk back and you're, you're on stage. So uh, that happened because um, parents... Uh, friends and family. Uh, I had a, a studio editor come in and I have a, a filmographer um, that's professional that came in to do it all for free, all to give back. And um, fortunately, my background after Cirque du Soleil, I became a film producer. Uh, so I know a lot about production and, and multimedia and cameras and sound. And so uh, that's been fun. And um, 
and a way to make it all work. And then we're doing it again this spring for our Jubilee show, uh, where we're using multimedia, uh, three 20K projectors, where students will be on screen as well as doing their act, sort of complimenting themselves. Wow. That's really brilliant. That's quite a lot of adaption. Um, And you're going to do a lot of um, online kind of teaching as well this coming year? Uh, I'm going to try not to. Uh, I'd rather have it in person. Uh, right now, we're in the orange tier, so we can have in-person classes. Um, but as I said, I, I do use the online platform uh, for when people are self-training uh, so they yeah. can video and ask questions. One of the things that I found from my time to today's time, in my time, it was a student's world. You uh, tried to find all the information you could, and you went, you you snuck into the gym at night to train and what have you, because there was no liability issues back then. And uh, today's world, I find that it's more of a coach's world, where a student comes, okay, coach, please make me. Um, Mm. And it's not not like that with everybody or every situation. But um, I found that what I'm trying to do is make it back to the student's world where they Mm -hmm. can have their free time to train and to explore research and discovery, act development uh, with, with, of course, guidance and and being a mentor. Mm. Um, So it's, it's this whole pandemic. There's a lot of I mean, I lost my shirt. I mean, it, it's no two ways about it. Our rent here is extraordinary. and But um, there's a lot of good that did come out of it. Um, it did rethinking. help us. Rethinking, slowing down a little bit. Um, um, you know, being creative. We, we, we've had eight students here the whole time um, because they're all in their 20s and they all live in two houses. And to be creative, <laughs> you know, to, to be creative with, with them to keep the program structured um it was it was challenging but yeah. it was it was um it was fun and i'm very proud of it i'm very proud of the students too yeah i'm so happy to hear that they've been able to train continually through the through the pandemic um one another thing i noticed was that you uh teach both contemporary circus and traditional circus at your school I think that that's so interesting. Um, I wonder why it's important to you to do that, especially in the USA. Can you speak to right. that? Yeah, it's I. I personally am not a fan of of a traditional circus. That's just me personally. Uh, but I did perform with Circus Kini, which was Cirque du Soleil and Kini coming together. I, I performed with elephants and, and horses. And um, not that I agree that elephants should be um, on stage. Uh, I've seen the way that Kini treats her elephants, and it was extraordinary. Um, they, they treat them better than the artist. Um, but unfortunately, not every company does that. So um, traditional... You know, traditional uh, is more of here's the trick, da da. Here's the trick, da da. Impress, impress, impress. Uh, scare me, scare me. Um, heighten the energy. Um, you know, American clowns, uh, et cetera, et cetera. Um, I think it's important that we understand where the roots of circus came from, and to mm. respect that. And if you understand where the roots of circus come from, then you can play on it. And yeah. uh, have fun with it. And then you can have a, 
you can find the magical ideas of, of uh, what you can do with contemporary circus. Um, contemporary circus is um, opening it up to uh, any type of narrative. Uh, and there's so many narratives out there that you can build through our art form uh, because it becomes more expression. Uh, that's why the pillars become very important. You have to know how to move. Uh, right. a, porter, a porter cannot just be a 280-pound porter. Uh, the porter has to be able to um, to move, to look graceful, not just to be the big guy on the floor. Right. You know, I had a um, when I I was a porter, and um, there was another porter. I can't remember his name, but uh, he was from Russia, and um, and we were just talking, and and he's and uh, we we talked about uh, what else can we do other than port? You know, because at the time we were doing three and four and five highs, and. <laughs> wow. um, and then he jumped into a handstand and did a one arm. And I looked at him and went, "Hey, I can do that too." So <laughs> it, it so that makes us more versatile. Right. So I think I think I enjoy contemporary circus. I enjoy um, uh, finding the magic in a storyline that's original. Um, I but I do respect uh, the traditional circuses out there, and I think they should survive. I hope Ringling Brothers comes back. I hope uh, sure. Big Apple comes back. Uh, Big Apple was kind of uh, halfway in between, you know, traditional or non-traditional. Right. But it's it's important that we have those things because that's what that's what builds our our youth uh, is to see these shows. If if a if, if a seven year old went to see a seven finger show, I don't think they would enjoy it as much as a Ringling Brothers show uh, because of the stimuli. Um, you know, so I think me personally, I enjoy a seven finger show more than a, a, a traditional show because it makes me think. It, uh, mm-hmm. it, it's telling a story within a story, and uh, I enjoy that. I, you know, one of my other big influences was Slava uh, the Clown. Um, yeah. yeah, he he and I worked together in Alegria, and um, whenever I would go and do my cues, he would come and give me notes, and he would give me all these notes, and I would look at him and kind of go, oh, "Thank you," thinking that I didn't know who he was. I wasn't. I was too <laughs> dumb to know that. And uh, Pavel Brun says, "Do you know who just gave you all those notes?" I said, "That's Slava." <laughs> You know, look up, look up Slava. And I looked him up and went, oh, my God. This is so, why. <laughs> so that's that's why I like to be in circus and right. and, and to, to train at the same time as being in circus. You learn and you grow. Yes, yes for sure. And that's a, that's why we need the tradition, because we need to have respect for the people who came before us and who did the cool things before we did. I yeah. love that. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, Jean-Luc, for talking to us today. It's been really wonderful, and I look forward to learning more about your program. Uh, Is there anything you'd like to tell us about the program before we say goodbye? Yeah, no, we, uh, we have our 2021 uh, Preparatory and Pro Track. Uh, you can find it on Circus Talk um, or San Diego Circus Center.org. Um, go ahead and apply. Uh, it's uh, the, the due date is June 1st, but the sooner the better. Um, and looking forward to, and come visit. Come visit us, take our handstand, uh, flexibility, uh, teeterboard. <laughs> we have so many classes. Uh, I think the only thing we don't do is flying trapeze. Um, wow. So, so yeah, we, we enjoy what we do, and, and uh, this is my life. Um, I'm very happy. Thank you for being our guest today, Jean-Luc. All right, Kim, thank you. 